America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. You're probably thinking to yourself right now, how in the hell can Ebola trigger the Fempocalypse? But if last year's winter storm up here in the heartland of Canada was any indication, then imagine how Ebola would affect the relations between men and women in our society. Last year, the power went out for a few days in the dead of winter, about a week before Christmas. And I was out with my camera shooting the ordeal. And I'm putting a link to that particular video in the description below. What I observed was that men were going out and restoring the power and cleaning the roads and cleaning up the mess that the ice storm had created. While women either went Christmas shopping at one of the few malls that still had power, or women were predominantly watching indoors as their husbands, sons, and other workmen solved the problems outside. What do you think would happen if there was an Ebola pandemic? Do you really think that women and children would leave their homes in such a case? Or do you think that women would send out the men to get the food, supplies, and risk getting sick? And I wouldn't be surprised if some men had to live in a sort of quarantine zone in the garage to protect the health of their families if such a thing had happened. And most men wouldn't complain because, after all, they were just protecting their families. Yesterday I heard about a Texas nurse named Nina Fan that got Ebola from Eric Duncan, the man that brought Ebola to Dallas from Africa to America. And Nina Fan took all of the necessary precautions to protect herself from Ebola, but they weren't enough to protect her. And one question remains, is Ebola an airborne disease now? And if the answer is yes, we could be facing a major global pandemic where 70 to 80% of the people that get Ebola will die from it. Imagine if 30, 40, or even 50% of the global population was dead or dying in six months to a year. And I know I'm painting the worst case scenario that's probably not going to happen, but this is why I believe that every man going his own way needs to have his own grab bag full of cash and precious metals, and his own vehicle, and even a shitbox will do, and possibly even a gun. Or at the very least, three or four weeks worth of bottled water and food supplies at home. Every single man out there that's listening to me that's going his own way can basically quarantine himself much more safely without a wife and kids. If Ebola becomes airborne in your city, it will mean that men will have to basically go to the streets and fight each other for the scarce supplies that still remain, while the women stay indoors. After watching the premiere of Walking Dead this past weekend, it got me thinking about how unrealistic that particular show really is. The most realistic group in The Walking Dead were the Governor's Group. The women and children stayed behind the walls, while it was 95% males fighting and killing other people outside of the compound. Dense cities with large populations mean that Ebola can spread through the ventilation systems of large buildings. And the greater the density, and the more hipsters there are, the more you'll see them bleeding all over their custom coffees in flannel hand-me-downs. It's almost like Ebola is here just in time for Halloween. And speaking of Halloween, the Toronto Zombie Walk happens on October 25th. But unfortunately, I won't be able to take pictures and make videos of that particular event, as I'll be shooting a wedding on that day. And I don't think there's anything scarier than shooting a wedding close to Halloween. But getting back to this idea of Ebola, 
In Africa, it's predominantly women that are getting the disease and dying from it, and 60 to 70% of the fatalities are women. But in North America, I think that only 10 to 20% of the deaths would actually be women, because most women will probably stay indoors like they did in Toronto during the last year's ice storm. Being a man going his own way means you can more easily escape the consequences of this situation by being able to be as mobile as quickly as possible and heading to an area where there's no Ebola outbreak. Major population centers are sure to be hit the hardest by this disease if it ever became airborne. And the city centers will have it the worst, followed by the suburbs, and then places in the country which are mostly isolated, and they'll probably do the best. So if you live in a rural area or have a friend in a rural area, then you basically have a buffer zone. And a single man moving in with a friend or friend's family in the country will be less of a burden. He can sleep in the barn or on a sofa, and he can defend the property if push comes to shove. And I'm sure that women will feel safer with two or three or even four or five men on the property in the country protecting them. There's really no value of another family coming to the farm and living with her family. Single men in rural areas during a pandemic can more easily band together and protect themselves as well. Women and children, no pun intended, would just be dead weight. And I can even foresee a scenario where married women will suddenly tell their husbands to invite their single and unmarried male friends over and be willing to provide them room and board in order to protect them. But this will just be a way to manipulate men to provide free protection for women. These would probably be the same friends that their wives told them to ditch only a few years earlier. And now all of a sudden these single men may actually have some great value. For some men this will be a very tempting offer, but I say don't do it. And look after your own interests first and foremost. That's the thing that really messes me up about The Walking Dead. The group of people that have the most empathy and keep their civilized value during the zombie apocalypse are the ones that prosper. It's a moral story, but not one that's based on reality. In bad situations, the people that shoot first and ask questions later are usually the ones that survive, and not the ones that think about their moral dilemmas. And the women that tend to survive in hostile situations are ones that either leave to safety first or coerce and co-opt men to protect them. If Ebola becomes an epidemic, then the best way to see how men and women will react differently is to look at what happened in medieval Europe during the time of the Black Death or the Plague. The Plague was known as the Black Death, and Ebola has been called the Red Death by some because of the bleeding that some people experience from their orifices. I'm also putting a link to an interesting article called Gendering the Black Death, Women in Later Medieval England in the description below. And hypothetically speaking, if Ebola kills off more men than women in our society, it would create an even more gynocentric society, because women would outnumber men, and women would potentially acquire more wealth, land, jobs, and social positions. I'm going to read to you a portion of that plague article so that you understand the situation a little bit better. The plague first arrived in England in the summer of 1348, and basically killed off 45% of the population within a year. By the time of the poll tax of 1377, England's population at around 2.75 million was only about half of its pre-plague levels. The continued high mortality of the late medieval period meant that by the 1520s, England's population may have only been 2.2 million or less. Such high mortality rates resulted in individual social mobility, as people were able to acquire the land, jobs, and social positions of those that had died. More generally, population decline meant a social redistribution of wealth, as laborers benefited from high wages and low food prices. 
For many historians, most notably Jeremy Goldberg, women's gains were particularly marked in this period. As tenants, women were at an age of high mortality and low male replacement rates, now more likely to acquire land, heiresses, and by their widow's right of dower. As laborers, women shared in the general rise in real wages, and given the types of work in which they were most likely to be employed, should have benefited from the disproportionate rise in the wages of the unskilled, and the reduction in wage differentials. With skilled labor in short supply, women could find employment in jobs which had once been the preserve of men, as smiths, tanners, carpenters, tillers, and so on. That's basically what this article has to say. And it also says that the ratio of men to women was roughly 90 to 95% men for every 100 women. Women, it seems, survived the plague in greater numbers. And this is probably something to do with the fact that women have stronger immune systems than men. So an Ebola crisis would not only mean that men would be the ones more likely to have to go out and get supplies and help the others, but they would also have weaker immune systems. So it's a double whammy and a higher mortality rate for men. And the manginas and white knights would be dropping like flies as a result. And as the population shrank in such a situation, women's power would rise. And I'm not saying this, but it's actually the historians that are saying this based on the Black Death. Another thing that historians talk about is the fact that women had to deal with mate stresses after the plague. And the idea was that they couldn't find a man to marry and provide for them. So that was one of the reasons why they had to go out and get jobs in greater numbers. This could also explain why women are choosing not to marry these days in greater numbers because of mate stresses. There simply aren't enough high-quality mates for them to choose from, so they opt out of the marriage market. In an Ebola fempocalypse, women would be the greatest beneficiaries after the fact because they would have more available employment as well as other resources. They would inherit more money and property, and they would also make up the majority of the electorate, meaning that they would probably try to increase the size and power of the big daddy state to make up for the disproportionately high number of male losses. And what I also suspect would happen during an Ebola pandemic is that the internet and the electric grid will probably continue to function in most places. So a lot of people would learn to protect themselves to a certain extent. So having a huge chunk of our population die from Ebola would not be very likely. With the Black Death, people didn't know how to protect themselves. But with Ebola, we can take extreme measures if it becomes a real threat. An Ebola pandemic would also mean that the global economy would take a beating, and much of the real estate and stock values would tumble. In Europe during the Black Death, over 50% of the population died, and the remaining gold and land lost its value because there was basically more of it relative to the population. So holding real estate during an Ebola pandemic would evaporate much of your wealth. Our money supply today functions much differently than it did in the medieval Europe period, so I could be easily wrong in my analysis. Hypothetically speaking, if Ebola is airborne in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm worried for the YouTube user called Ghost in the Machine. And if you're listening to this ghost, then you shouldn't think about storing bottled water and other supplies, just in case there's an outbreak that lasts for about a month. It might ultimately save your life, in any case. And I suggest that everyone out there go to Walmart and Costco and spend 10 to $20 on bottled water and store it in your place. That way you'll have enough drinking water for a few weeks, or maybe even a month if the worst happens. Also, maybe get a big bag of flour or rice. And in case the power goes out, then you don't want to store too much of your food in the freezer. And instead, you want to get dry goods that can be preserved for a long time. Or better yet, you can get ready-to-eat meals. Anyways, that's all I've got to say about the potential fempocalypse that could be brought to us thanks to Ebola. And I would appreciate any and all feedback on this story. 
Let's help each other on this one just in case Ebola becomes airborne. Anyways, thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.